The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with your favorite person and mine, my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin. G'day, Paul. Hello. Uh, hopefully we got something nice to talk about today. Sexual <laughs> assault in Hollywood right? and then yeah. having to wait on getting your project made. So we have Wendy Newman on, who is a phenomenal author. Um, she, <laughs> she, amazing, amazing author. We're going to be talking about her book that's currently being uh, shopped and settled to make into a film and how stressful the hurry up and wait is in between. Mm. But to start off, I thought we could talk about all of this shit going on around uh, politics and Hollywood and everywhere else in between. Yeah, so Fridays. All right. (laughs) Yeah, so Fridays. um, Like, I I am kind of not surprised. Everyone's talking about the shock that they're having with Sylvester Stallone. Badly kept mm. secret. Him and Schwarzenegger, not a fucking secret. Just in case anyone cares. Yeah, I but mean, uh, it's just, it's ni- it was from 1986. Uh, just how is that provable? Oh, he know? wasn't just doing this shit in 1986. There's wait for it. But all uh, I gotta say with with, uh, with um, Stallone, wait for it. Fair enough. I know some girls have had some problems with him. I don't know if they'll come forward, but I do know some girls have had some problems. And mm. with Schwarzenegger, too. But everyone knows about the Gropenator. <laughs> um, again, not a, not a secret. Oh, um, I had not heard that chaos. term. Okay. Oh, that's The Gropenator? Just, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Oh, that just... Yeah, not that a secret. Sense. Louis C.K., I heard rumors. Mm. Not completely surprised, by the way. Um, really surprised that everyone's kind of reacting the way they are about Franken. I get mm. that he's a sitting congressman. I, I get that he's a sitting senator. Yeah, and unfortunately, he was very critical of the allegations towards Trump. So you it's know, a freeing that, frenzy that's, now. I'm so. still I'm critical of the allegations towards Trump As and am I. Yeah. Uh, Clinton and everyone. I find one difference with Al Franken. He mm. made a tasteless joke while the woman was asleep, and that skit was performed multiple times. Okay, it wasn't the, a the one-time skit, thing. Not the grabbing a woman. Not the not the not, fake boob grabbing. The, that was a tasteless. Not the tune joke. in Tokyo thing. So, which is another thing. Yeah, not so, tune in yeah. Tokyo. But the mm. skit that she was bitching about, like mm-hmm. you, <laughs> if you're an actor, and I know you can attest to this, Paul. There mm-hmm. is some shit you do on camera you don't want to do. Like, I have done some gnarly shit. I, look, well, I'm not going to encourage anyone to look it up, but seriously, mm. I'm topless everywhere all over the internet, and I've done some weird shit in movies. There's a skit of me throwing up on a guy in one of the American Pie movies. Mm. Like, 
Yeah. And he was not someone I wanted to be on top of. Mm. It's, and I know you've done stuff. I'm sure that you're just like, <laughs> you know what? I'm yeah. a performer. Oh, yeah. There's going to be I'm, some I'm problematic things. Yeah, I didn't know that they did that, the kissing thing, like 15 freaking times. Yeah, they nice. did it. They had 15 stops that started at the first stop. And if you go through what she said, she said they mm-hmm. did it throughout the tour. Yeah, the, uh, that, that also kind of sheds light on maybe the photo was staged, you know? It, it could have been. He's not claiming you know? it was. He's saying it's a tasteless joke. So well, I believe yeah. him when he says right. he made and a tasteless in, joke. And his position not, is a tasteless joke, it, even though it was, uh, a, a gag like that has been done twice in Jackie Chan movies. Movies. And, and I'm not that. and I'm not and blaming it, Jackie Chan. I just that there is a uh, in rush hour. Elizabeth Pena was falling, and he put his hands right where her stuff was, but she was in a bomb vest. So and that's and that's the thing. It's yeah. The, he was a comedian at the time, and he made a bad joke. And mm-hmm. I think we have to take that into account. Yeah, he I stepped do. in it. Um, now, if he grabs anyone or does anything like if he pulls a Clinton. If he right. pulls a Trump, if he pulls I a Weinstein, or if he's doing would have done that joke if she wasn't. Yeah, I doubt he would have done that joke if she wasn't wearing a flak vest, because those things are no, designed to keep metal from at high speeds from entering okay. her her chest One, area, and it'll get a, it's going to keep his grubby little fingers out of there. I there. do have to yeah. say there's something in Hollywood for for, for the listeners. If you listen to my podcast, if you listen to Paul's podcast, I know you'll hear about it sometimes. I know you hear about it here. There are rumors in Hollywood. Would you tell everyone when your podcast is, by the way, Paul, and how to get to Oh, uh, it's at the uh, Militant Moderate on YouTube.com. Uh, we're also available on Stitcher, uh, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Thank you, because I am so bad at plugging my own stuff. Well, you need hmm. to plug it. It's good. So hmm. the reality is, if he had grabbed... We're not talking about a Roy Moore situation here. Oh, uh, yeah, no. The dude belongs in prison. Period. I but, don't... Well, okay. Yeah, I kind of did a deep dive on the Roy Moore thing. First of all, I don't want that guy elected. <laughs> he does not respect any sort of division between church and state. Uh, yep. He needs to just go away. I think it'd be, as the, I stated my, on my, my podcast, issue I think... My is the 14-year-old girl behind the, the restaurant. And you're, you're, that's two different ones. It's, there's nine cases out as of today, and there's mm, another yeah. situation exactly yeah, the same. The, the, the 14-year-old, again, this was, uh, that's, that's a problem. Uh, yeah. That was, there was another, the girl who was 16 was the one who was groped behind the restaurant. Okay. Now, th- mm. by the way, the fact that we're missing this up terrible things about Roy Moore, let me be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, this, the, but I need to say the age of consent is was 16, 16 then, and it so is if now. It was con- if it was consensual, cool. Mm-hmm. It may be creepy, but it's legal. Right. Grabbing, stalking, getting thrown out of malls. Yeah. That's, he it, needs it's, all pred- it's all predator, predatory-like behavior. It's predatory behavior. Yeah. And so I, it's really irritating me mm-hmm. seeing um, Franken's behavior being put in the same category as yeah. um, this behavior because it's not the same thing. And this is what mm-hmm. I said I was concerned about. 
Yeah. I said, someone's going to come out with some light angle bullshit that is going to make everything just kind of go away because it, it's now just everything. And there are some real issues. We had the woman who accused George H.W. from like 92, from 1992. By the way, mm. she's already been discredited. Mm. So the only allegations of him are when he was fucking senile. Right, which are the current the about him playing gone. grab ass. And again, yeah. Barbara, like, just hit him in the nose with the newspaper. Yeah, like, leave, like, stop picking on our elderly citizens. But in, in all seriousness... I'm not seriousness, saying I need to do it. I'm saying his wife should do it. He knows how hard she has to hit. Oh, I know. Yeah. Not you, not you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying I think instances like this, like when you're talking about George H.W. as a senile man, I mean, George mm-hmm. W., George H.W. as a senile man <laughs> senior, someone. Senior, George Senior. Yeah. yeah. George Senior grabbing at someone, and you're talking about Al fucking Franken, whose wife, by the way, would castrate him, mm-hmm. if anyone knows anything of her. Um, I, I just, I think it waters down real issues. Because you've got Cosby... No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just had what, Gene Simmons get uh, a lifetime ban from Fox News of all places, places because yeah. of his uh, allegations and him playing grab. And I uh, kind of know one woman who's accused him of that. And I, she, she, her, uh, her word is stellar with me. That's well. That's where I ended up on the Trump thing. I told you off the record. And if you're listening, and I know you are, to my lady friends. She told me 10 years ago what happened with Trump. Um, but they ignored it. They ignored the friggin' um, Bill Clinton stuff. Yeah. It's just, mm. it's, I think Trump, and this sounds funny, but I think everyone ignoring the Trump tape and the grab by the pussy and the allegations mm-hmm. is what's created this backlash. Uh, you know, I, th- I do kind of blame like uh, NBC a little bit because they dropped that tape when there was just no way of the same thing that the Washington Post did with this Roy Moore story. Not saying that either one of these stories are, are too, not valid. They, they were too it's just they late. were dropped. They were they, they were, were dropped at a point where there was nobody else to take over the Senate race. They had dropped that or, at the beginning of the Republican race. Yeah, that would have been fucking fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's like this Washington, the Washington Post article with all the people, allegation versus Roy Moore, it seems suspect when they dropped it, too. I mean, right now, I think my the best well, case I, scenario, because I know the Republicans want to lose this. Oh, I'm sorry. That was my question. Sorry, that, that was my question with it. But apparently, they only started looking into Roy Moore because he won against the other candidate that the White House was behind. And so they found all this stuff out because they started looking. Mm-hmm. And the local newspapers never covered it because he was a hometown boy. Right. I understand why with Roy Moore this happened in this order. Mm-hmm. I don't with Trump. I don't with Clinton. I still feel like a dick for sticking up with Weinstein, so for Weinstein in the beginning. Because like I said, he made a pass, but he didn't do right. anything nasty to me. He just, he made a pass. Um, so I swear to God, Franken, if you've done anything else, I'm sticking up for anyone. <laughs> like, I'm fucking done. Okay, you know if he's done something else, that it's it's going to come out relatively quickly. Absolutely. But I've never heard like, a whisper about him. And you hear whispers about him. Like I said, 
Wait for Jeff Dunham. That's coming. Um, like you hear whispers about people. There are lots of people I know about. I'm not allowed to say because I have non-disclosure agreements. Uh huh. I do think they should change the law on those though. Big time. Yeah, like uh, at least for a statute of limitations on these things, that just needs to kind of go away. You have a statute, depending on, but if you want to keep working, you have to sign a new one mm. every single time. So any oh, yeah, studio that, that you're working yeah. for makes you do that. Well, what's, you've come across it. What was your worst case of sexual harassment? By the way, you have to tell everyone what your sign said for the march. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, I believe the sign said, which is in the other room, that, uh, uh, ladies, I am single and will treat you with respect, uh, hash, and I think you threw some hashtags in there. There, there was. Your mm. sign ended up on TV. So did my mother, <laughs> which was, um, uh, Me Too since 1968. Mm. Okay. So I think um, I think there's a very I don't know. Yours was popular. We carried it because you weren't there. And then there was another one. We had a, fried, a fighter friend of ours with us, mm-hmm. Jared Fiorda. He's a MMA fighter, and he said real men fight for women. And so that ends up uh, all over the news. But at the march, you know, I took my daughter. There were lots of kids there, believe it or not. Um, I've got my daughter, and she's walking along with me, and one of the organizers of the march started yelling at her. Yeah, it's probably good that I didn't come down. I probably would have leveled that guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Your your assistant filled me in on the details if you want to add any more to our audience. But, uh, yeah. Uh, How old is she again? Uh, Kimberly's 11. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so a male organizer of the Women's March uh, made it an unsafe space for an 11-year-old. Not just her. He yelled at a couple of kids. It wasn't just her. But for those uh, that don't know, my daughter is adopted, and it, I got her when she was five almost six and is a survivor of real hardcore uh, sexual abuse. So things like this for her are cathartic. To get together and see that people care that this happens. Otherwise, I wouldn't take her because it's really, you know, she likes to see that, okay, everyone thinks this is bad. Right, And so this guy yells at her and, like, I make a beeline for him and I've got the, the, my my fighter friend runs over to him and starts talking to him and basically, you know, tells the guy, he's like, look... Normally, I'd come over here and beat the crap out of you, but I don't want my friend to get arrested, and I can run faster than she can. So mm. I suggest you run before she gets over here. <laughs> and not yeah, did we get any later, idea on this guy? I mean, Jesus. Yeah. We did. I, I, I spoke with the Me Too campaign, which I'm a big supporter of, and he was one of the volunteers from it, and he will not be volunteering there again, because apparently yeah. he yelled at a couple of other women, he yelled at someone from the Women's Equality March. It uh, was it was awesome. I think we have to go to break. I think we're running over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are running over. Just inside, yeah. dudes. I mean, seriously, at these things, this is what you're doing. Okay. All right. Well, so we're running over. We'll be right right back. Um, we've got Doctor Russell when we come back. I'm Helene. This is behind the scenes. 
one with Paul Michael Bolan. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer-Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We live in perilous times on a beautiful yet fragile planet. As a species, we are not doomed to self-destruct. We can live in peace and in love for one another. We can save this, our only home. We must mature. Open your mind. Soften your heart. Listen for the fate of humanity. Crucial conversations for our survival. With host Lauren N. Nile. Tune in. The Fate of Humanity airs Wednesdays at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric EZ Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with your favorite person online, Paul Michael Bowen, and I would love to welcome to the show... Um, my personal doctor, who I will not talk about limping in front of, Dr. Russ. Dr. Russ, welcome to the show. Hello, Summer. Nice to be here. How are you? Uh, I'm still limping, and I have to take my mom in for a breast cancer surgery Monday, and I'm kind of prepping her right now. So I'm doing better than people in most situations, I guess. She's being fixed. I have an excellent doctor that has made me set an appointment to come in. So, um, better than most. How are you doing? Fine. I'm uh, looking forward to some good questions this week. Um, and uh, I think we've got a couple here uh, from the sounds of it. We do. We have really interesting questions. Our first question is from Ruben in Venice, California. Now, I have to tell you, Ruben has written in consistently, so we are getting to his question, but it's been down for a while. 
Um, I like oh. my beer, but not having a keg for a belly. How many calories can I drink in a day? Well, um, it, it sounds like Ruben's uh, focused. Uh, he's fearful of a, a beer belly, and uh, the meaning is really in the name. Uh, beer and other alcoholic beverages are just empty calories uh, that promote weight gain. Alcohol is a sugar, just like sacrose, uh, table sugar. And like sacrose, um, will cause weight gain uh, really at any quantity. Okay. So, in other so words, I stay away from beer altogether. Is give up beer. Yeah, I can say that. Mm-hmm. Our next question is Valerie in San Francisco, California. How oh. can I cut out sugar from my diet without suffering from the cravings? Well, Valerie, you'll have fewer cravings if you cut out sugar than if you continue eating sugar. Uh, That's my main point. But secondly, if you're tormented by cravings, uh, hunger pangs, uh, I recommend the new Palm Springs Diet, which is an under-the-tongue spray that we'll soon be bringing to market for our listeners and others with food addictions and binge eating disorder. You'll hear more about it as, uh, in the near future. <laughs> and you should try it, Valerie. It's got a very alkali taste. It really does work. It's very, very good. Um, the next question is from Peter in Leewood, Kansas. I run six to seven days a week, and my monstrous stomach is still there. What am I doing wrong? Peter, it's very difficult to lose weight through exercise. Let's say you are running five miles a day, seven days a week. That would equate to one pound only of weight loss for all that work. In contrast, if you eat one Big Mac, you gain one pound of weight. Uh, This is reality and why you need to cut back on your carbs. it's a smart man's way to lose that gut. So essentially, it's, now that's very, very interesting because we kind of get fed, you know, if you are fed the idea that if you exercise, you'll lose weight. But the reality is, if you're not eating the right diet, it's just not going to happen. Yes, exactly. Uh, there aren't enough hours in the day, really, to... Uh, do enough exercise that would have an impact on your weight, whereas just for some uh, minor tweaking of your diet, you can uh, see, see the pounds go. Now, for anyone who is looking for minor tweaking of their diet and a great way to feel good and have some energy, get a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. You can find it on Amazon.com. You can get it at AuthorHouse.com. You can get it at KennethRustMD.com. But get a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. I see it floating out all over the web. And actually, I took down a PDF copy that somebody put up. Shame on you. (laughs) Just the other day. But invest in a copy. It's very, very good for you. Dr. Russ, what was your favorite question this week? I like the third question from Peter in Kansas. It illustrates the the fact that uh, there's a right way and a wrong way to lose weight. Okay. 
Well, Peter, courtesy of Dr. Russ, we'll be sending you a copy of the Palm Springs Diet, and you have to update us with your progress. And I'm asking everyone else, I know a lot of people are still listening in that got their book and are really working with this. We'd love to see your before and after photos. We'll put them up online, and I will send out to whoever um, loses the most weight following the Palm Springs Diet in a healthy way. If you end up anorexic, you're out of this. Um, I'll give you a free trip to Palm Springs for two, from wherever you are in the, in the country. Just to be clear, you've got to be in the country. <laughs> continental U.S. people. Continental. You've got to be in the continental U.S. It'll be a free trip to Palm Springs. We'll put you up in a hotel, and uh, you can go explore beautiful, beautiful Palm Springs. Wow. So, courtesy of Dr. Russ, we will be sending you a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. Dr. Russ, thank you so much for coming on and answering our questions. You're welcome, Summer. And for everyone else, if you want your copy of the Palm Springs Diet, you can go out and grab a copy. Just go to Amazon.com or TheHouse.com or, as I said before, KennethRossMD.com. You'll feel great and we'll tell you all about the new Palm Springs Diet as soon as it comes out because I'm really excited to, uh, to stick my nose in it. Uh, Dr. Russ, thank you very, very much again. And next week, I would love, love, love to talk to you about the um, electromagnetic thing for depression because we've had a lot of people write in after we talked about depression a couple of weeks ago. Well, I'd be glad to uh, explain it to your listeners. I I might add, if they're surfing the web and uh, go to our website, we're videotaping the... uh, questions from behind the scenes uh, uh, we're redacting the questions and you can see them on videotape (laughs) that's fantastic so if you're curious about a question that's been asked on the show or you want to see if the question you're writing in has already been asked head on over to kennethrossmd.com have a look and see if your question was on there if you found a similar question on there or come up with the whole new question and see if you can get it on there Dr. Ross, thank yeah. you so much. That's for on the blog uh, on on the website. It's on the blog on the website. So they, if they go to kenrossmd.com, they just hit blog? Yes. Yes, it does. Perfect. Choose blog. All right. Thank you, Summer. Thank Thanks, you very, Paul. very much, Dr. Ross. And, and Peter, you'll be getting your copy of the Palm Springs Diet. When we come back, we are going to be on with the incredible Wendy Newman. I do want to give a quick shout-out. Um, my hairdresser, Adrian Alcantar, has a hair studio here in Palm Springs. He's worked with celebrities in Los Angeles, and he actually just won uh, Best Hair uh, of the Valley. So of, uh, out of the whole valley, he just won he, you know, Best Hair. He's the best hairdresser here. I don't think we need anyone to tell us that, but if you want to give it a go, head on over. He's here in Palm Springs. Uh, here in Palm Springs. Adrian Alcantar, he's an amazing hairdresser, and he won Best Hair. When we come back, we are going to be on with the incredible Wendy Newman talking about 151 First Dates and its upcoming movie. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin. Special thanks again to our in-house doctor, our favorite doctor, Dr. Russ. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. 
Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm Summer Helene, and I'm on with your favorite guy and mine, Paul Michael Bolin. And we are about to get on with the author of 121 First Dates, How to Succeed at Online Dating, Fall in Love, and Live Happily Ever After. Really? I have to tell you, I keep calling this book 151 First Dates because of the movie 50 First Dates. We're actually talking to Drew Barrymore about being in the lead of the movie of this book, and everyone's on these numbers talking about this movie she did and how to compare to this one. And I keep yeah, now butchering it'll sound it. Like so a I have sequel. To yeah, it's, I have to apologize for that, but it's called 121 First Dates. When I met Wendy Newman, she actually handed me a copy of this book and gave me the nicest inscription I've ever received. It was summer. I think we might be in the same tribe. I'm gifting this to you simply for your enjoyment. Love, Wendy Newman. And I have to tell you, I read the book and decided we were making it into a movie. Today, we're going to talk about Hurry Up and Wait in Hollywood, what it's really like to get your book made into a movie. I would like to in- introduce a wonderful, wonderful woman, uh, somebody I respect very much, and a very, very talented writer, uh, Miss Wendy Newman. Welcome to hey the show, everybody. Wendy. It is totally nerve-wracking. That's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand. With all the conversations I've had, I'm now getting the book title wrong because everyone's referring <laughs> to 121 dates with that chick from 50 First Dates, which has now merged into yeah. 151 First Dates in every conversation. <laughs> Do you have to start every pitch with, we're changing the name? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yes, I really do. I've had to, you have no idea. 
because by the end of it, everyone's calling it 151 first dates. And so I now well, I'll run him by the domain. The name. <laughs> yep. We're, we're working on it. It's fine. It's cool. Change it to whatever you want. Um, just, just workshop it and you've got to okay it with the author, but it's fine. It's not as bad as um, I, another, another writer that I'm doing a TV series with. I've never picked up first-time writers, and I picked up two this year. I picked up you, and I picked up uh, Rachel Alexander. And hers is uh, the, the books are really great, really kind of gothic-y romance type. But they wanted, we've got to get a temporary title, and it's Pawns of Olympus. And she went to shorten it. It's not staying being called there. But she realized the shortening of it was poo. So be happy. <laughs> yours is 121. The shortening of yours is 121 in all of our conversations. It ended up poo for that one. So um, she was not very happy with me. But I sent her to a place <laughs> to check out what the working titles of the of yours are. So <laughs> It's, it's okay. Yeah. Nothing, it's, it's, nothing ever gets called what it looks like it's going to be. So I'm going to ask for you. You got, we got into this. We've talked to HBO. We've talked to Paramount. We've talked to Amazon. We've been through a whole bunch of meetings there. We've talked to the actors that were looking at doing this film. It's a very popular idea, but what happens is we hit a holiday. Or now we yeah. just had one of the guys we were talking to just got fired because of the sexual harassment scandal. I'm now worried about this scandal because I'm scared that everyone I know is going to get fired. It's entirely possible. Um, so one of the guys we were talking to just got fired. But beyond that, um, the studios you know, are very interested in this. We've been back and forth on that. What is it like to have your book being made into a film and what is the hurry up and, like, uh, hurry up and wait like? Well, it's exciting and I feel like pinching myself all the time and... It's waiting. So literally, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks go by, and I, I'm not having those conversations with HBO, so I don't know if anything <laughs> is happening. And I'm assuming it is, and I'm hoping it is, and, and I wait. <laughs> and for anyone who's writing a book and hoping that you're in my shoes, don't tell anybody. Because anytime you see yeah. anyone you know, they say, so, when's the movie coming out? It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, what's the average? The second, you know, when you get a green light, it might be two years. Yeah. If yeah, you're lucky. Two years. Yeah. Well, and I went through it's this with really writing hot. my book. I wrote my, I wrote my book and from, and from the inception to publish date was six years. So, people should be used to that by now. Right, but you your date was so. definitely tied into like you know 121 different events. In, yeah. in yeah, in, in all seriousness, 121 first dates. That's not a short book. Mm. I mean, your book no. is definitely not all of the boring dates. You put all the exciting ones in here, and it's a great book. Um, yeah. but it's it's pretty amazing. Thank you. So is it, is it, I know we've had a lot of people write in and say, well, I want to have my book made into a film or how do I get my book published and that sort of thing. What's a, what was it like for you um, getting hijacked into a filmmaking deal? Well, it was really exciting and I didn't expect it because really I wrote that 
inscription to you and I meant it. I hope you, I think we're in the same tribe. I hope you enjoyed this book. Here's this thing to read. Have a nice day. So to get a phone call back saying we want to make it into a movie was unexpected and delightful. And, and it's been great ever since, except for the waiting part, but it's been great. <laughs> yes. The waiting part can be hell. It really can. The, uh, especially because you come up on the holidays and then no one's working for the holidays and then you get to the bad first of the year and then you're like, okay, I've yep. been waiting six months. Well, what's going on? And it's hard, I think, yep. being in the creative position because for me, it's back and forth phone calls. Would we be willing to do this? Would we consider this? It's emails back and forth. There's work on this end. So I see all the moving pieces. But I think for the for to being creative, and I know Paul's worked in both capacities. He's worked um, behind the scenes. He's worked with the creative. I think as a creative, it's it's very very hard to see all the moving pieces because you're kind of you're just you're waiting and hoping it's not a crazy psychotic person that's run off with your book and you know you're playing the emperor has no clothes. Which, by the way, <laughs> seriously, research anyone you're going to do anything with. Because you don't want to be playing The Emperor Has New Clothes. Yeah. Yep. Um, don't confuse, so don't confuse a sugar daddy with a salt daddy. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I completely agree. That's, that's a good way of putting a ball. Yeah. If somebody <laughs> says to you, I want to make your book into a movie, make sure they're not a hobo. That would be number one. Mm. Um, <laughs> that just, just a piece of advice <laughs> to anyone out there, because I've heard a lot of horror stories about people signing over rights to their book and they literally have signed over the rights to their book. And that's mm. the end of it. So always make sure it's registered with the Screen Actors Guild and make sure your person's legitimate. Um, now, in your case, I know we've talked about uh, it has to be written into a script. We've been going through a couple of script writers. Um, because it's kind of a how-to, it's a very different process. It's a very similar... Has any, if anyone's ever read or watched um, uh, He's Just Not That Into You, it was a self-help book made into a film. Badly made into a film. I thought it was okay, but not very many people liked it. It wasn't very popular. Again with Drew Barrymore, just FYI. Yes. She was exactly. Always the center, our Drew. Always with Drew. So it's, it's a different process. Because it's not just you, but it's creating additional characters, background characters, and things like that that aren't based out of your book and out of your life. They come out of, you know, the minds of the writers, and the writers talk to you, and you go back and forth. And you would not believe how crappy some of the return scripts have been on this. One guy turned it into mm. a softcore porn. I'm not kidding. Huh? So it's, it's oh turned my. into a softcore porn. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you do, there's that. value in the title, you know, because you get 121 yeah. you know, scenes. So I'm just saying, if, if, you know, if we I can see it. It <laughs> yeah, it's writes true. itself. If, if Wendy decided to go the adult film route, we could keep the name. But we're not going to get Drew Barrymore. I'm, I'm just saying. Mm. Uh, and I've there's no money in it girls. either. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's, there's definitely no money in it, and I think it would ruin your book. Uh, I've got a good, yeah. good friend who does porn, Lena, uh, Lena Starr, lovely woman. We had her on here before. And I think we're having her on the week after next, which our show is called How to Fuck Like a Porn Star. Mm. So, nice. <laughs> there are, there are, yeah, 
really classy joint we run here. Uh, <laughs> But, you I love know, it. It's I, like positive. I think back. anyone who wants to know how to fuck like a porn star should be able to learn that skill. I agree. I do. I'm going to be listening yeah. very, very carefully because I am not very good in bed. I haven't done it a lot, and I once broke a man's penis. And I was married wow. to him. So just, yeah. He didn't like it. I would assume. No. <laughs> it's not why we're separated, to be clear. It's not why we're separated. Yeah, um, sure. Definitely. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> no, Paul, actually, I'm not. That's the problem. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, but this is definitely an empowering book. It's, it's an interesting book. Um, I, I've told everyone when we've watched, when we've talked about this book before, my favorite, uh, part is when the guy masturbates while you're on a pole, uh, in the world, yeah. in what I'm calling the world's creepiest date is when you get shot at that guy's house. I mean, you've, yeah. got, you've got some stuff in here. You're lucky you didn't end up uh, the inspiration for an episode of CSI after some of these dates. I know. I know. I'm just, uh, I'm willing to go for an exciting adventure and sometimes that gets me into trouble. I say so. <laughs> but you had fun. You got a book deal out of it. You got a movie deal out of it. There are worse things that can happen, I suppose. And you didn't end up at the inspiration for an episode of CSI. So I suppose exactly. that's all you can ask for. I mean, I think the now guy who was a, a, a felon, a, a career felon who carried a hammer in his back pocket, I think he was probably more CSI candidate than the creepy guy. Uh, but no, I survived all of it. It's great. Yeah, you get a. Why was he carrying a hammer just for his? Because he heard voices in his head to kill oh. people, and so. Oh, okay, yeah. Nobody, you, never know you know, if he had a if he had a chainsaw a on his hip, everybody would notice, but a hammer, nothing. You know, so yeah, I get it. That's uh, yeah, I've been on some bad dates, but you went. Um, <laughs> and I had lunch with and I had lunch with Harvey Weinstein. So we are going to go to break when we come back. We're going to talk a little bit about a little bit more about 121 first dates. We're going to talk about the experience of getting it made into a film, what the hurry up and wait like is like, and Wendy can give you some advice on how to make your on how to write your book and uh, how to get turned into a movie. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bowen and the incredible Wendy Newman. This is behind the scenes. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com What makes a great leader? Most have a vision. One that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. 
We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I do want to give a quick shout out to Scott Haskin for that beautiful music. Thank you. Always do such amazing intro music. Guys, if you can tell me, I'm not going to say the name of the book again. If you can tell me the name of the book that dating and relationship expert Wendy Newman wrote that is being turned into a movie that we're probably going to blow the plot on in just a few minutes. So, Betty, tell me the weirdest date we talked about in the last segment. Tell me the weirdest date um, that I thought she had. And we will send you some rides at Off-Road Rentals uh, in Palm Springs, California. Or you may be staying with us at Comic-Con at the beautiful Aloft Hotel next year in Arizona. So, Wendy... My co-host, wonderful Paul, Michael Bolin, welcome back to the show. Thank you. So I, I have to ask you, I was telling you during the break, uh, the, the porno script I got for, for your book, um, some of the submissions, some of the writing sample submissions we've got back are just terrible. Just terrible. So I'm not going <laughs> to give away writers' names or who people are, but if, if somebody gives you a script to make into a film that is, like, age-specific, this is about a, you know, a 40-year-old woman, not a 19-year-old woman. Stick to the genre, people. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't be trying to hire, hire Drew Barrymore. We'd be after Selena Gomez, who I'm still mad is playing Scarlett O'Hara, just to be clear. Um, Wendy, what advice would you give to anyone that wants to write a book that has an interesting experience and really wants to write a book? Well, well, write your book. Write a, an amazing book. Get it as clean as you can. If you want to get it all the way done, you can, but I would recommend before it's completely finished, but when you've got a good grip on it, start looking for your agent. You're going to need a literary agent if you want to go traditional publishing because you're not going to be able to knock on random house's door and have them open it for you. So get a good book together, start looking for an agent, and then start working on your book proposal, which is basically like a business proposal for your book. You need those three things before you get anywhere. And that's if you want traditional publishing. If you want to publish it yourself, it's a whole different racket. But 
You know, I want to ask you, Summer, if I had self-published my book and I handed you a book that was self-published, would you have read it? No. I'm, if you didn't see that Simon & Schuster logo, would you have read it? Uh, I, I would have read the book because you handed it to me. I would have been less inclined to make it into a Yeah. Yeah, general um, rule, and if they don't know you, maybe two pages tops. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 yeah. Really and true. after, I, after I'm, you got your book deal, you just you talk to every single person you know with that book in your hand. <laughs> That's how you do it. You walk around Hollywood with that yeah. book in your hand, saying, "Hi, I'm so and so. I wrote this book. Would you like to know about it?" That's how you do it. Yeah, that's something I'm so bad at. But yeah, you be your own best friend. <laughs> that's the funny thing though Paul everyone in Hollywood knows you <laughs> Like, believe it or not I bump into people all the time no Paul and I mentioned that he co-hosts on the radio show like oh I worked with him on this I met him over here I met him over here and he is the only guy I know in Hollywood that doesn't pump himself but everyone knows him <laughs> doing something right figure that one out I would, yeah, at some point, you think I'd do something right, but who knows? And, yeah, where we go? Well, no, at, at least there's uh, those nobody. At least the courts don't know me as always, well as they used to. But you know, that's a whole other thing. They always say the same thing. He's just the nicest guy, and that's what it is. Huh. Is everyone mm-hmm. likes you? It's you're just a nice person, and it makes a difference. And that I'm sure makes a difference in publishing. Also, getting your book made. I can tell you, Wendy came over and was a real bitch. That wouldn't have worked. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can imagine not. She was funny. She was nice. Um, but you're a really strong woman, and I think that was that's part of the appeal, and that's really part of the appeal of your character and you in the book. I know the character is you, but I'm calling it your character's habit yeah, at this point. You get that. Um, so the lead character, <laughs> the lead character, Wendy Newman, um, is a very strong, strong woman, and I find it absolutely amazing. I really, really Thank do. You. I mean, you, you meet people in cafes. You talk about how to, um, how to internet date, which is a really big deal, and that's not something a lot of people know how to do. Get your photos done right. Don't be worried about the competition. Like, just the things that you don't think about that will come up do. Um, so what's been the best and worst experience? I know thus far your experience with getting it made into a movie is, me reporting back to you, I've talked to this group, I've talked to this group, this person's interested, we're on holidays. Okay, we're back. We've talked to this person, we've talked to this person, and we're back on holidays. We've talked to this person, this person just got fired, indicted, or arrested, so we've moved mm. on to this person. I know, I know or, the kind of yeah. or the trifecta. Or the trifecta. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one just went out of Amazon for sexual harassment, so... Um, but we still know of the people there, so we're good. But what is it like to, because you're such a proactive person, to kind of be, it, it, I know you have to feel like you're stuck on the sidelines a little bit. Yeah, it's killing me. There's nothing I can do, and there's nothing that I can do to get information, right? Because I'm not in the process like you are. So I think I'm going to just create a little game for myself to keep myself active, which is once a week, I'm just going to text you one name of one actor that I would like to sleep with. Let's just start with Idris Elba. And we could just start collecting the list of men who could play my dates in the film. Uh, well, actually, something that All I right. do need to ask from you for 
is, um, is, is kind of casting ideas who you see as certain people because the yeah. writers need to know that. So that, yeah. that is actually something that you were going to get a conversation, we were going to be having a conversation about this week and now having it on air, is I need to know who you yeah, see we'll as certain characters. Yeah, we'll just do it once a week with, with my text messages of, of who's hot and <laughs> if I had not, well, I, I need who I would bang. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That's, yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. That's excellent. Um, Wendy, where can everyone find your book if they want to go have a look for it? They can find it on Wendy Speaks, and that's W-E-N-D-Y-S-P-E-A-K-S. And, yeah, my book is there, and you can find it anywhere. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it everywhere. Type in 121 First Dates. Get your copy of the book. We're definitely going to have Wendy again, and we'll keep you updated as to how the movie's going and what's going on. Um, I'm going to need a character Bible from you which means I need to know uh, who's who and everything about everyone, and that's the part that you're going to want to kill yourself by the time you're done. It's going to be so, so fun because I'll be doing something. Yay! <laughs> oh, okay. It's like, it's like, yay. Like, really? Every time, Paul, in your experience, when you ask for a, a Bible for, on something, is that, has, have you ever heard anyone say yay? No, I'm smelling sarcasm. I'm just saying. No, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm happy to do it. I, I'm happy to produce anything. <laughs> oh, you say, you say that now. Yeah, best of luck. Wait till you do it. The Bible's the worst part. And when you're doing a, a book-to-film adaptation, two get written. One gets written by the author that's given to the screenwriter, and then the screenwriter adapts the Bible so they know exactly who's what, changes absolutely everything and pisses off the original author. It's a fantastic process. Lots of screaming, <laughs> producer in the middle crying. It's wonderful. Um, awesome. <laughs> but, the, but, but yeah, it's, so we need a Bible from you. That's got to go out. We've already got everything out. And I have to tell you, every executive in town has a copy of your book. That's fantastic. So it's been, it's definitely been fun. Um, I know sitting on the sidelines sucks, but if you are looking at writing your own book, take Wendy's advice. And if you want it made into a film, take my advice. Be nice. Make friends. Uh, be Paul. That's my new rule. Be Paul. If you want everyone in Hollywood to love you, be Paul. <laughs> I don't know anyone that doesn't love Paul. He's like, he's like a parfait. Everyone likes Paul. <laughs> uh, give it time. It's, it's true. <laughs> um, Paul, can you give? We've got to jump off here. Can you give a quick shout out? Where is your podcast? Oh, uh, the Militant Moderate at uh, YouTube, at Stitcher, at iTunes, and uh, uh, SoundCloud. Guys, I'm not good at this. Tell me your favorite part, and I will give you a whole bunch of free, your choice of a free lipstick, free ATV ride, or I'll put you in the running for a free trip to Los Angeles. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bowen and Wendy Newman. Check out Wendy Newman. Follow her on Facebook. Paul Michael Bowen. Follow him on Facebook, Twitter. You can find him on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. I'll put up some links on Behind the Scenes. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. 
Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.